Hi, Dorit and PK. Hi, Alex Vasquez. How are you guys? Good. It's good to see you, and I have a burning question for you guys. Oh, we are divorcing. Well, we're going to get into all of that, but which of you is dating Mauricio? Oh, well, That would be me. Obviously, (laughs) PK. That would be me. In fact, why is the rumor me when there's clearly a bromance between the two of you? I mean, I've been cut out completely from that relationship. Oh, I know. It's not even a triangle. No. It's, it's really, that's the... They're very, is, they're exclusive. They pretty much are. Yeah. And I mean, like, even Kyle and Mo are not together anymore. They're fully exclusive. <laughs> and if you believe the rumors, PK and I are not together anymore. So they really are exclusive. I don't know how you guys found your way into this room together. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So funny. So what is it like for you guys at this point to read those stories when they come out? What's your response to them? I think that it depends on the story. Yeah. So there's certain stories that are emotionally triggering and there's certain stories you just laugh at and then there's certain stories that you think that annoy you. There's different emotions on different stories. It's a mad thing, actually, because when you keep reading about yourself the whole time, you can start to think it's true. Do you know what I mean? And you think, is this actually my life? And then you, then you think, well, you actually, You read rumours and think, is this true? Yeah, occasionally. That's really interesting. No, what I'm talking about, Dorit, is like, if, for example, they bill me as a certain guy, I'm a this or I'm a that. Oh, I know what you're trying to Do you understand? It can bring your self-esteem down. I know exactly what he's trying to say. Do you understand? So uh, it's not that you believe it, but they create a a reputation that so far, like, you know me, Alex, I'm definitely the most sensitive, emotional husband, you know, by a mile. I can confirm. Yes. And yet I come across... Is the opposite. No, yeah. I know. that. That's definitely affected PK, especially over the years. It's affected me. I know. Deeply. No, but because truth be told, he is very sensitive. And now I know what you mean by when you read things, you know, you almost start to believe, wait, could this be true? Because there have been terrible things written and he's been described as a certain person that quite honestly, he's not. So yeah, if you read a story and... There can be a kernel of truth. Sometimes there's not. It really depends, right? So when there were stories about you guys, you know, having trouble, right, or the stories were that you're divorced, which is patently not true, that you're divorcing, right? Right. I mean, obviously you're here. That's not true. But it's been, you guys have been open about this, and it's something that's covered on the show this year. It has been a hard time. Yes. So does that make you think when you read those stories that someone from your inner circle has been speaking to the press or like, what's your response to that? So oh, I think it's you. <laughs> I think you're the one who did it, Alex. I've made dozens of dollars <laughs> off you. Yes, yes, a whole $5. Yeah, US. Um, it's interesting because over the years, when there have been headlines and really anything from very nasty to just almost comical, yeah. um, like the fact that I tried to kill a dog. I mean, that was, even though it was really hurtful, um, you know, when those headlines, you know, there's just been a lot over the years. I've always had the attitude, and I think PK and I have disagreed uh, about this over the years, that just don't pay any attention. Don't give it any air. Don't respond, which is very difficult to do at times, particularly when you want to. But I think that you end up chasing your tail and you give it a life where the story becomes more of a story, more of a story. When there's not a speck of truth to it, it's almost like, you know what, there's nothing behind this, just let it be. Whereas PK wants to go in, you know, fighting. I'm his wife, I'm his manager, I'm everything, but PK will still only listen to 
the parts that he wants to hear, and he'll still do what he wants to do. So, obviously, you guys have been on the show for years, but I remember meeting you for the first time, and I remember how you got involved in the show in the first place. And the truth is, between the two of you, PK, you were the one who was more interested in pursuing this. Tell me what you were thinking sure. at the time. He was the only one that was interested, <laughs> not more interested. He was the only one interested. I thought that I... I might get a chance to talk. <sighs> oh, here we go. I wanted... I didn't know about the show. I hadn't watched the show. I was friendly with Lisa. Yeah. So I knew they were on the show, and but I literally hadn't seen it. I wasn't aware, but a friend of mine had said to me that... Um, there are very few entry points in L.A., you know, in terms of how to integrate into L.A. We just moved from New York City yeah. to so, L.A. And we didn't really know anyone. And how to get the good tables at restaurants, exactly. right? And, yeah. You know, just to get into, yeah. the, in, into L.A. society, for yeah. want of a better word. And, and one of them was celebrity. You know, it's either money, power or celebrity. And celebrity was definitely the easiest and quickest entry point in terms of you know, moving and meeting people. I thought it'd be fun. I know how charismatic my wife is and she's gorgeous. And I thought this is, well, it was actually a, a publicist that called me and said, hey, you know, they're casting for the housewives. And don't you know Lisa? I said, yeah. So I said, Dorit, why don't you go? Why don't you go for casting? She, were you pregnant with Phoenix or just had Phoenix? Like you the, just had Phoenix. The, I think the first time you asked me, I was Still like days away from giving oh, yeah, birth. Okay. Yeah. And then you waited and then I was like a week postpartum yeah. when he asked me again. And I was like, there's no way. That's not me. There's no way. Well, why don't you, would you ever just interview? No, absolutely not, PK. Absolutely not. And then my very clever husband got me to interview. Do you remember what you did? Yeah, I and, said, and I I said, I said it's about say... keeping options open. Go and do it if they offer you, and then we can have a conversation as to whether or not yeah. you should do it. And I'm a great believer in, in getting the options yeah. and then deciding. But I also knew she'd be good at it, right? And clearly I was a, a visionary because <laughs> she is good at it. Do you know what I mean? And, and listen, it's, it was a, an exciting, interesting moment. I thought that it was going to be a lot of fun. And when we did it the first year, it was a lot of fun. Sure, I would enjoy it too if I didn't, if I had to be responsible for what came out of my mouth. But PK can go in an all girls evening, right? And an all cast, and he can put his foot in his mouth, and then I have to defend him and speak up for him. I have to deal with the, the aftermath. He doesn't, you know, day in and day out. That's I think, the in part. fairness, I've been dealing with the aftermath of you being on this show for many years. It's not Fair. a one sided bet. No, no it, sure. it impacts. I mean, the entire family ends up being we're all, part we're of all the in it package. Together. Yeah, we're all in and it together. Absolutely. And and fame and celebrity change things. I mean, you get on the one hand, you know, you do get a good table at a restaurant, and when For you sure. show up, but um, there's plenty that comes with it too, including scrutiny of your marriage, which then ends up impacting your marriage. With scrutiny, more it's more than just the marriage. Yeah. It's scrutiny of your entire being. Yeah, it's not, you're a target as well. I mean, there's so. Listen, we went. I went from a private figure to a public figure. PK was a little bit more public, certainly in the UK. Yeah. And the reason why even he speaks of the entry points in Los Angeles is because PK is very connected in a lot of places in the world, in London, for sure. He knows the top of the top of the top, New York. So wherever he was, and here we end up in, in Los Angeles and he's got a handful of friends, but he really wanted to be able to be PK in Los Angeles. I and think that's really true and honest. I think that from my perspective, 
first of all, I went into this without any understanding yeah. of what it was. Right. And, and the biggest example of that was actually the season finale on the first season when Dorit was getting into it with Rena and Erica. And I hid behind a, a, a column, right? Because I wanted to keep my eye on her and make sure she was all right. And I thought I was clearly, I thought I was out of camera. So I was just spying. And of course, when the show came out, I looked like some kind of fucking shark. I think <laughs> was all on camera. Everything. I know, everything. but I didn't know no. that. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot of things I just didn't know. And I also, when we were joking around with Pantygate and the whole thing, to me, it was just humorous. I didn't know it was going to start this whole thing, PK's this or PK's that. The whole thing to me was a joke. Well, yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't even do that. Do you no, know what I mean? It, and the way was, that they... it was led by, you know. Oh, can't let that. I can't believe you just said that. Why? How what? so? What, what happened? What happened on Pantygate is I, did, I literally was not doing anything of the sort. No. Uh, and then after, Carl said, did you see blah, 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 and then she, she sort of... Yep. She sort of lay on the bar, you know, she does the splits. You did yeah. see it, didn't you? I went, of course I saw it. I made a joke. I didn't realise, do you know what I mean? Well, the thing is that huh? you, for something like that, because PK is such a boisterous, you know, give him a chance to be funny and take something to a whole other level, not realising that on this show, what that would necessarily... No, no idea. It's we were in the night. kitchen in our old yes, house, and this was PK, again, trying to be controversial and... He, these are one of those moments, and Alex, you've known us for so long now, so, and you yeah. know PK, well, you know, he's trying to dial it up. Yeah. He's trying to be super funny. So we were in the kitchen, and you made a really crude comment. I said something like, did you, were you looking? You're like, of course I was looking, you know, blah, 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 blah. You, I, I wish I can remember now. Yeah, I definitely said something like that, but I was, well, exactly. I was being the funny. Comment was, he thought he was being funny, but that comment alone, that's what made him out to be like this kind of creepy, oh, my God, you're looking up girls' skirts, which I know he wasn't. And actually, if that was PK and, and he did have a visual, he would probably do his utmost not to be looking. Thanks for tuning in to this exclusive preview of Bravo's newest podcast, Bravo's Hot Mic. In this podcast series, we're telling the real stories behind the shows you love, taking you behind the scenes through conversations with your favorite Bravo celebrities and the producers who brought some of television's most iconic moments to life. If you want the full interview, make your way to bravotv.com backslash podcast. Sign up now to unlock access to all our podcast interviews. <laughs>